Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're doing 1990s Goodfellas, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci. This is our one-year anniversary, folks, so thank you for listening to us for this long. Yes, thank you so much. And um, this episode is very special to us. We probably quote Goodfellas in every episode we do, so uh, yes. it's a long time coming. And outside of episodes as well. We yep, just talk, we just all talk day to long. each other in Goodfellas. It's Karate Kid or Goodfellas. Yeah, it's pretty one much. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but before we get into the review, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I, I got to... I went to this bookstore and I was able to like um, pick up a bunch of you know good books and and a big stack of DVDs that were on the cheap and one of them was Rio Bravo uh, from 1959. There you go. Yep. So I sat down for a you know like a good good evening and and checked that out and um, it had been a long time since I'd seen it and man it's you know it's it's quite a good movie. I don't like a lot of John Wayne's stuff but. This one is uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, I think it's considered one of his best. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So. Mm-hmm. I watched a new movie that came out earlier this year, I believe. It's called Demolition with Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. I've been watching a lot of newer movies lately, and this one is one of the best ones I've seen in a while. Mm. It's him trying to deal with the passing of his wife by demolishing things. Okay. Uh, Like doing demo on his own house and stuff. Wow. Um, And he makes friends with Naomi Watts, and uh, that helps, you know. Sure. Or doesn't help, depending what you see. <laughs> right. But uh, it's really well done. I wish I could remember who directed it, but it's it's really cool. Cool. It's a good movie. I would recommend it. All right. All right. So now, another good movie. Dave, we're doing good, fellas. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? You got it. Okay. Uh, so, you know, if we must give a synopsis, of course, because this is another one of those movies that, that everyone has seen, but... Um, the film's just, it's based on uh, the book Wise Guy that was written by Nicholas Pileggi, um, and it tells the story, uh, the life story of Henry Hill, uh, who was an, an Irish-Italian kid who grew up in New York in the 50s. Um, Henry starts apprenticing at a, as a gangster at a young age, and eventually he makes it his life's work. Um, and this film details all the major events of Henry's life, including like his biggest crimes, his marriage, and his time in prison. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the, you know, the... That 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 is the movie, but it's so much more as we know. So yeah, it's definitely a Marty Scorsese movie. That's right. It has style. It has class. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's scary. It's beautiful to watch. Yep. Uh, it's fun to listen to. It's a great movie. It's beautiful to rewatch. It's it's mm-hmm. fun to re-listen to. It's fun to just like you know take it in over and over again. I mean, like there's very few movies that are as thrilling on the thirtieth watch as right. the first one. I agree. You know? Just from the way the film opens, it instantly like sucks you in. Totally. Like, this is probably one of the greatest intros to a movie. It's I would so agree. good. The cold open yeah. with the with the hit up with Yeah, the, with Billy Bats in the trunk. Oh man. Yeah. A- and then, then Ray Liotta's voiceover starts. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Yep. Bam. That's it, it is you're instantly sucked in, like, wow, this is gonna be a good story. I know. And it just like it just it, it's talking about sucking you in, it just grabs you completely and says like I mean, you you are instantly there is no lead up or or making you wait around for something to happen. It's right then, and even if um like the what the the flashback to the fifties of you know as far back as I remember is I always wanted to be a gangster. It's it's not like action sequences at that point. It's still, but it's like because of the voiceover and because of the the the, I guess the affection with which they're shooting the cab stand. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and like look, you're you're we are Henry. Looking through the through the window at everybody arriving, yep. and you know, uh, it's man, it it it's it just like you, you this this world building happens immediately. Yeah, the way they present this lifestyle of these wise guys, yep, it's so enticing. Oh, completely. Like yeah. Henry even says it. He's talking about Jimmy, how he's giving the bartender hundreds to keep the ice cubes cold. That's... You know, like. <laughs> These guys are so cool, man. I know. They they've got money, they've got nice cars. I mean, they're they put the rat pack to shame. Of course, dude. And and like you can see how someone would be seduced by this. I mean, like by 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 really any any kind of criminal life that that, that is showing dividends, you're kind of like, hmm, you know, uh-huh. especially if you, if you are growing up in this area and you don't have many options. Um, yeah, of course. And and like <laughs> 
you know, Martin Scorsese himself, he kind of was Henry Hill. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in many yeah. ways. He he didn't go to a life of crime, but but he he would look out his window and and see a guy like Paulie, mm-hmm. uh, like like being the boss of this area, and he he watched it all happen. And um and and this is so that's another reason why this film is so personal to him. Was he one of the kids that carried Henry's mom's groceries home? You think? Probably so. Out of respect. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was Marty. Yeah. Marty was that <laughs> <Yep>. kid. <laughs> That's right. I just noticed this time, but Paulie's brother Tony uh-huh. is played by the same guy that's Frankie Sharp of Sharp Records. Yeah, Frankie Sharp, World. Sharp I'm Records. Like, yep. I never noticed it, dude. It's, to- I've seen this a dozen <laughs> times, and I never noticed that. Well, it's a really ama- a really great performance in a in a really great movie, and he's got he he's got a really recognizable face as far mm-hmm. as Wayne's worlds go. But he but nobody ever talks about how he's also Tootie, <laughs> Tootie Cicero. <laughs> From Goodfellas, nobody ever mentions it, and he also has one of the best lines in the movie, which is one of my all-time favorite things. It's 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 at the end. Uh-huh. It's when they're all getting pinched, and um, that all you you just hear his voice. You don't see Tootie in the in a picture, but a guy's being let out, and uh, you hear Tootie like talking to the FBI agents. He goes, "Why don't you go down on Wall Street and arrest some real criminals? <laughs> Whoever sold you that suit's got a wonderful sense of humor." <laughs> They're not gonna take it, man. <laughs> and I love when um when Henry's younger still and that guy gets shot in the street and yep. runs up and Henry gives him the, the aprons to, yeah. to clean up the wound. He's yep. like, You wasted twelve aprons on that asshole. Oh god. Like, yeah. What's the matter with you? I gotta toughen this yeah. kid up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he's just got shot. Yeah, like, exactly. It's no big deal. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> he's he's he I can't have that in this place. Uh-huh. You know? And and that's the attitude all these guys have. Yep. Um they're kind of just indifferent towards it. Right, because people uh, are shot. That's that's what you do. You get shot, or or you get beat up, yep. or you get robbed. Mm-hmm. Like that's their game. Right. So th- it doesn't bother them, especially Joe Pesci's character. Man, man, he he's insane. Tommy, Tommy um, DeVito, yeah, is an all time great movie character. Yeah, he is. Um, he's flat the, the the flashy killer. Yeah, he can't keep his cool. Nope. He's got a little bit of little man syndrome. Of course. Uh huh. So let's talk about the I'm funny scene. I guess. Yeah. Let's do um, it. Right. Funny how, funny how like like I'm a clown, like I amuse you. <laughs> I wrote down the whole the whole quote here, but I won't do it. Okay, I mean everybody just go watch it again. Yeah. It's so terrifying, this it's, dude. There's a couple things about this that I'd like to just talk about real quick. Okay, go for um, it, Dave. Martin Scorsese used the Mike Lee method for a lot of scenes in the movie, um, with yeah. like you know hashing yeah. out the dialogue between the actors, and also this particular scene apparently happened to Joe Pesci when he was a young man. Oh really? Like he was on he was Henry in the moment. Wow. Um and he it was just this terrifying moment where he he was trying to joke around with somebody and the guy like like took it completely the wrong way. Wow. And um it just escalates to the point where you think you're going to die, you know? And and he obviously was using this as motivation in this scene because like he is it, it it's tough to tell I mean I you, you, we we know that he's just kidding. Well, that's how it ends up. That's how it ends. But it doesn't seem like he's kidding. Uh, and but we're but and the reason I bring that up is because we don't know. Like like did he eventually just go? Like did he eventually kind of like decide um, in the moment to like logically, I can't do this, or or was he really going to kill Henry? I think he was going to kill him. Okay. I like yeah. I was debating this inside my head earlier today, right. and just the conviction he has when he's saying that to right. him. Like he even tells uh, the other dude, he's like, "No, he's a big boy. He he knows what he said. Yes, you know, yes. he knows what he meant." The guy's trying to like, yeah, you know, I, call the situation. Yep. right. Because everybody knows, like Tommy's just totally wrong in this situation. Of you course, know? He just he's taking it the wrong way for for no reason, and. Okay, Tommy jokes around, tells a lot of stories and stuff. You know, yeah. he's like the center of attention kind of guy. Always the sign. So you don't know if he's just fucking with them or uh-huh. not, right? Um, and even at the end, when he's he says he's just messing with them, it doesn't. It, like I don't think he was. I think like you said, mm-hmm. after it got to a certain point, he was like, okay, may, maybe maybe this is okay, and he yeah, and he yeah. flips it back, right? Because. Uh, Henry says, "Get the fuck out of here," yeah. or something like that. <laughs> get the f- Henry, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then everybody starts laughing. Right. And uh, and Tommy, like you know, yeah. kind of uh, like calms down a bit. And and he he's like he's like pointing at Henry, saying, "You know, I got you, I got you." Right. You know. I don't think he was trying to get him. Me I neither. think he was trying to say, "Get the fuck off my balls, right. man." Right. Exactly. Like, how dare you say yeah. that to me? 
which is like I mean it's it's just it's gang culture it's prison culture it's it's you know you never let anyone you know tell you tell you whatever right um you, you never take shit from anybody even though in this situation Tommy wasn't taking shit he said Henry said you're a funny guy I know and he's telling this hilarious story he is and everyone's laughing of course of course uh, how could you take that the wrong way like, how would you take that the wrong way? It's may- insane. May- maybe if somebody says you're a funny guy, that means you're less of a serious guy. Maybe. You know, even though you know you're funny and you know that the story you just told is hilarious and you did it to get laughs, yeah. you know, w- then, then what is your beef? And there could be something that we don't know about uh, mm-hmm. with his past as a character. Possibly, like, yeah. Like, maybe he was called that uh, when he was younger. Right, right. Like, you're funny, dude. Exactly. Like, like something's wrong with you. You're funny. Yep. And uh, that triggered something. And like you said, he's got this small man syndrome, so he's been dealing, he's always got something to prove his whole life. Uh Uh-huh. And so now, like, yeah, somebody called him funny when he was younger. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know he used to shine shoes. (laughs) Yeah, the shine box. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And now someone told him he's a funny guy as an adult. It's time to to kill somebody. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, even even the scene with Spider, it's the same situation almost, Uh you know? But he actually shoots him. <laughs> That's so good. Twice. Yes. He shoots him, you know, like. Shoots him in the foot the yep, first time. Exactly. And then later, he's joking with Spider again, busting his balls a little <sighs> bit. Which, you know, he shouldn't be too much. I mean, come on, Tommy. Chill a minute. It's The guy is obviously disabled. And then he tells you to go fuck yourself. And then all the other wise guys are like, oh. It's it's my it's favorite, really good. It's my favorite moment of the other wise guys when when they 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 kind of like he spiders. I love Jimmy's face. So he's do like, I. Oh, he, he's like he's reacting Robert like like so oh good. man he he just like he can't believe what he just heard. I mean spiders. Oh, why don't you go fuck yourself, Tommy? <laughs> and they all just like oh, 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 oh. like they like know. all get excited. Yes, and they're and like he's got some balls rising. Yeah. Oh man, it's so and good. And it's not like they're like. They're not scared. They're like, oh, no, he yes, said something. Exactly. They're like, yeah, They're like, Spider's wow. got some balls, yep, man. Yep. Jimmy even throws him 100 Throws him a $100 <laughs> bill and says, don't take any shit from nobody. Yeah. And then he starts breaking Tommy's balls, saying, you know, I, I, well, oh, you yeah. going to let him talk to you like that? Come on. What's the world coming to? He's just kidding. He's joking around. And then Tommy pulls his gun out and shoots him five times. That's what the fucking world is coming to, he says. <sighs> but blows him away. Kills this man in cold blood. Yeah. Over a rather harmless remark that you definitely had coming. And you instigated. Of course. Come on. Tommy is... um, He's a maniac. He is. He's a bad dude. (laughs) And and he's jealous, too. Like, he's always, like, yelling at his girlfriends for, like, looking at other dudes and stuff. Like, the one chick says something about the singer, and he's, like, giving her shit about how she's going to fuck Nat King Cole or something. He's a terrible racist yeah, on top a, of yeah, it. Yeah, he's yes. a huge racist. Yes. Ugh. He says, I, you know, because she says that Sammy Davis is, uh, like, does really good impressions yeah. and how he's so talented. And, uh, you know, she says, I th- you could see how a white girl could fall for him, and that is the uh-huh. wrong thing to say in front of Tommy DeVito. Yeah, that's wow. not. Oof. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, uh, uh, you're thinking that the scene, we've already seen him do what he does, and you're thinking, oh, God, this is going to get ugly. And then Henry's able to calm him down. Yeah. You yeah. know, thankfully. But, we uh, never see any violence against women from Tommy. We do not. Which he, is surprising. He, he gives yeah. them some lip, but yep. uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't smack anyone around. Right. Not like Henry does. No, or, that's yeah. true. Henry's a bad dude, too. I mean, these are yep. all bad dudes, Jimmy, but we love them. I know. know. Uh, I mean, yeah, Henry Henry is a is a, like a guy who, who definitely came up hard, and, and you have mentioned before one of your favorite uh, Henry moments is when he, uh, that kid, yeah. uh, that, that, the, the, the three bros from the country club, yep. who uh, the one guy, of course, like, I guess he tries to put the moves on Lorraine Bracco, on Karen. Yeah. And uh, she calls all frantic, and this is when they're just Henry and Karen are just dating, and uh, Henry goes to the house and uh, yeah. walks over and pistol whips this guy for a good thirty seconds. It's uh, it's really intense. I think I put it on one of we did a like a list of uh, scenes and movies we can't hardly watch. Like yes. this thing, it's like wow. Yep. Because it's a single shot. It's Unbroken a, shot. It's a steady cam shot from Lorraine's driveway to the neighbor's driveway and then back to Lorraine's again. Yep. And it doesn't cut. It's about two minutes long. And half of it's him busting a guy in the nose with the butt of his pistol. The butt of his gun, right. Yeah. And it doesn't cut. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's brutal. I know. I don't know how they achieved this because it looks like he's actually 
bashing this dude in the face. Yeah, because... And blood's spurting out. Yeah, Ray Lota's oh. definitely not pulling punches. I mean, like, this guy definitely takes a bump, mm-hmm. you know? And I love the other guys standing there just, like, not doing anything. Yeah. Because they, because I think they realize right away, oh, my God, right. why did we mess with this guy? Like, this uh, is not a normal dude. No, this is not a guy from the five towns. This guy is from, you know, like, mm-hmm. the other place. And, uh, oh, God, what have we done? Yeah, you know, this ain't a normal fight. Nope. This is, I'm going to get killed. Yes. And uh, he even points his gun at one of the other dudes <laughs> and, and says, I forget what he says to him, but the right. guy's like, don't shoot, don't yes. shoot. Like, he's going <laughs> to piss his pants, you know? <laughs> and then he just walks back across. He walks away. Yeah. He doesn't run nope. or sprint, nothing. He just walks away like, yeah, fuck you guys. Exactly. You're not going to do anything. Exactly. And then he hands Lorraine the gun and tells her to hide it. It's covered in blood. And then that's when she says it kind of turned her on, you know? Karen's a voiceover says, you know, like, most of my girlfriends would have ran the second their boyfriend yeah. told them to hide a gun, but I got to admit, it turned me on. It's such a good line. It's great. I know. And it, it really sums up her character a lot. Of course. Because, I mean, yeah, she, she becomes his wife, and then she gets cheated on, and she's got yes. the kids, and she's abused, and all that. It's a typical kind of story right. that goes with these kinds of movies. Right. But you can tell she actually does love him, mm-hmm. and... She even stays with them throughout the whole movie. Yes. And even in the end. And Henry even loves her, you can tell. Even oh, yeah. though he's sleeping around and of course. doing whatever. But he's even at the end when he gets busted, he's he's talking to her like mm-hmm. they're a team almost, right. you know? And then he goes into the hiding at the end and he's doing it for her and the kids. Yep. So he actually does love them, which is great because in a lot of these movies you don't really feel that. Right. Like like even the godfather like Michael yeah. he doesn't love his wife. No, I mean, certainly not. Yeah. Even though he isn't even cheating. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's just that but like like a guy like Henry and probably Jimmy and and we know Tommy of course, the the like it's, it's well, Saturdays for the wives, Fridays for the girlfriends. Th- these guys live in another century. Yeah, with with their with their morals and their and their their thoughts. And I mean, yeah, they because like cheating on your wife is not any kind of stigma. It's just if you don't do it, people kind of look at you sideways. Right, and you and know? the wives even know. Of course, like I'm I'm sure they know. Yeah, and and that's why Karen is so upset is because she's not from like Karen is not Italian. Right, um, she's a Jewish girl. Right, and and she's also from like a different part of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like so when she first finds out about this other this other woman, Janice, uh, you know, yeah. wow, she goes nuts and um, in a very famous scene, you know, goes with her kids, carrying her kids to Janice's apartment and screams and yells and yep. you know, like it's hitting the buzzer, uh, you know, like trying to get the super to come. You know, you have a whore in yeah. your in your oh, apartment. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, she's not taking this. No, no. And rightly so. I mean like yeah. and I the the only the only thing I have an issue with is, is that like and it's not about good fellows, it's just about life in general is whenever a spouse is cheated on, there's that whole misdirected rage at the person who is doing who who is the other person. Right. Yeah. Instead of getting mad at your husband or wife, right. um you're you're going after their uh right, the other one. side piece. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like I I mean, you know, that's not gonna fix anything. It's not gonna fix anything, and and it's completely, you know, like I I I've never gotten that. I've never understood it, but it, it's just what people do. So does she go off on Henry in a scene? She, well, it's after she goes to Janice's place, okay, and you know calls her a whore and tells the super that she's a whore. Oh, it, um, okay. it's when like the we we kind of like smash cut to Karen pointing the gun right. at Henry's yeah. face, mm-hmm. and he's very calmly telling her, sweetheart. It's okay. Just give me the gun. And she's caught crying and everything. And then right. she finally relents. And that's when he... He fucking punches her, he dude. Pun- he hit, slaps her. smacks her, yep. Gets her off of him. And then he, he like grabs her by the hair and is and has got the gun in her face. Mm-hmm. Talking about how I got to worry about getting whacked. And now I got to come home and worry about this, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it's a hard scene to <laughs> yeah, watch. You pretty know? tough. <laughs> yeah. And then I think Jimmy even says something later like... She'll kill him, but she won't divorce him. It's my favorite. It's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite Jimmy moments in a movie full of Jimmy moments. Robert yeah. De Niro, uh, when he's when him and Polly are trying to counsel Henry to go back to his yeah, wife, right? And uh, man, you know, like all the stuff they're saying, it's 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 so logical, but it's also so gangster centric. Uh huh. You know, like like because they're worried about the, her going to the police. Right and yeah. and start flapping her gums, you know they're trying to save their own asses too. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. God, it's so good. <laughs> and they're in the, the, his love nest at the time. 
Like they're they're at Janice's <laughs> they are, place, yeah. you know. <laughs> and they even greet her when she, oh hey honey, how you doing? You know. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of disgusting in it a way. It really you know? is, of course. Like I said, these guys don't have any real morals. When you step back and think about it, like well, because you're watching the movie and you're so sucked into this world and uh-huh. you want to be a part of it and hanging yeah. out with these guys because it's seductive you want to be a good fella of course you want to be, be a, a wise guy fella, man. it looks great i know but these guys are terrible yes Human they are beings. yes they are but they're so cool man. <laughs> they are cool as ice i know they're those the... hundred dollar ice cubes man oh, oh my oh ice yeah cold. oh man they're awesome <laughs> they're amazing and and all you want to do is play cards all night and smoke cigarettes <sighs> and and have a great life and not have to work dude and and cook and I cook, cook some oh. some uh, sumptuous dishes. I love when is it Henry who says, "Okay, take me to prison." Yep, okay. take me to jail. And then it smash cuts to them cutting the garlic. Yeah, Paulie's got a razor blade and he's shaving it like paper thin. <laughs> and this amazing voiceover happens of Ray Liotta talking about how they prep all these food in the prison, and every guy's in charge of a different thing. And these guys have their own apartment. Basically, in it's, federal prison. Yeah, it's it's their own like like suite that they have, um, where where a bunch of beds are in one large room, and they've got kind of a um, and also like when he says now take me to jail, like you said, the smash cut is right to Paulie slicing the garlic. There is no other mention of like he doesn't say and now we're in prison. Right. It's just like he starts talking about the food like like he's in Big Night. It's just like right, you know yeah. like. Well, we'd always uh, do a meter of fish, and then we'd have a pasta course. Right. Um, and and he, he's talking about food for, you know, two minutes or so before he even mentions that we're actually in prison right, right. now. And, like, Henry even shows up. He comes in the door. Yes, he walks know? in. He comes in the door with a bag of groceries. I know. <laughs> he's got two. He's got red and white wine. He's got fresh bread. <laughs> And he says something, he like mentions some offhand comment to Paulie about like, oh yeah, that 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 one guard's getting to be a real pain in the ass. <laughs> and I think Paulie says, well, I'll straighten him up. Exactly, I'll talk to him. <laughs> I'll talk to him. Yeah, like, they are still running the show, man. It's so great. It's so great. And I guess Lorraine is smuggling in that stuff for Karen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's. Oh, yeah, Latin Lorraine. Karen. Sorry. Well, um, I mean, I don't. Do you think she's smuggling the food in? Well, when they're when they're in the the meeting area, right? Like she's pulling loaves of bread out of her coat and stuff. Oh, she so, is. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought she was just smuggling in coke. No, there's like whiskey, drugs, okay. and like right. there's a loaf of bread, an Italian <laughs> loaf. There, so. there is a big baguette. <laughs> One thing, Excellent. um, I can't not notice it now. Uh-huh. Like I watched some like editing flubs before. Yeah. And the kids' blocks in this scene are always in different shapes and stuff. Oh like, yeah. Every time, like it cuts the camera, like right. just from all the different takes. Like sure. I c- it can't get out of m- out of my head now. Like I always just look right at the blocks, and they're all in different places every every two seconds. Dude, it's like God, why did I watch that? You know what? That's okay, man. Because there's another big continuity error uh-huh. with um when when Jimmy and when Henry is trying to talk Maury into giving uh, Jimmy the money he owes yeah, him, and then yeah. we watch Maury's uh, hair commercial. Maury is talking on the phone while he's talking to Henry. Uh huh. And he keeps putting the phone on his shoulder to like, you know, say something to Henry. And uh-huh. then it keeps cutting like like different angles to like show Henry, then show Maury. Uh-huh. Maury's phone has no continuity. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's on his ear, then it's, it's not. There, it's, it's there. Gone. Sometimes yeah. it's there. And sometimes the the the, uh, the 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 cord is wrapped around him, sometimes it isn't. It's right. pretty good. You know. Right. Is that when Jimmy comes in and tries yes. to garrot him with the phone yes. cord? <laughs> Jimmy finally <laughs> has had enough. <laughs> He walks over, and that's, and I'm glad, dude, I'm glad we're talking about that part, because, like, it's another good example of just, like, this culture of, like, Maury apparently is one of the gang. He's he's a friend of everybody. Yeah. He's just around. And imagine if your friends who you, like, you know, like, just really hang with just starts choking you. Yeah, right. I mean, you, I know. you wouldn't be friends anymore, right? But not I in this world. So. You know? He's a, a low rung on the ladder, for he is, sure. Yeah, very much so. Uh, right. But he is part of the gang. He's hanging out playing cards all the time. Right, I mean, right. He's talking to them about crimes, yep. you know. He owns his own hair store. <laughs> <laughs> Maury's that wings. commercial is great. He jumps into the swimming pool <laughs> backwards. That's really good. And, like, I have you noticed, like, it doesn't show him come out of the water? No, it does Because doesn't. the wig probably can't yes, withstand the water exactly. like he claims it does. The wig is definitely floating <laughs> up top. <laughs> and it, like, cuts and shows him coming out, like, uh-huh. another take. Yes. You know? <laughs> and he's got, like, those two bikini girls. He's got those two babes with him. <laughs> oh, because yeah. that hair piece, man. 
It makes a schmuck like him look great and get all kinds of babes. That's right, yep. dude. That's so bad. <laughs> um, and okay, there, there's a. Uh, can we talk about Billy Bats? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and it's because, and it's kind of where the the story takes a uh, a, a a bad turn for all the characters. Right. Um, this is when you kind of first feel how serious things are. Right. I mean, you get scared when Tommy. The, why am I funny? You know, yeah, that scene exactly. you get scared. Right. And it's intense. But this is where you first see, like, how dangerous this world is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because someone, you, you just, at any second, you could die. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's toward the middle of the film. And uh, Henry has his own, like, club, his own bar. And he, uh, Billy Bats is this guy who, like, just like like all, any kind of wise guy culture, there's always right. somebody getting out of prison who's coming back. And he's going to, like, get back in the game. Uh-huh. And that's Billy Bats. Uh, he's a made guy, you know, from way back. And he's there, like, celebrating getting out of prison. And uh, Jimmy and Henry are at the bar, like, you know, and uh, talking to him. And then that's when Tommy walks in with one of his girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And Billy immediately kind of, like, like just singles Tommy out, like, because he knew him from back yeah, when he, he was a kid. Yeah, he recognizes him. Yeah. Yes. And he says um, something about, like, uh, like how, how great a shoeshine boy he was. Yeah. And uh, he get your shoes like you know really shining, and Tommy is not having it, and he like kind of says under his breath, "No more shines, Billy." Yeah. And uh, he's Billy can't you know like what what are you talking about? And he goes, "Hey, mm-hmm. well maybe you've been a, you've been away a long time. I don't shine shoes anymore." Right. You know? Yeah. And um, it it keeps escalating and keeps you know you know kind of getting worse. And Billy is kind of trying to, or at least he's pretending to like try to make up with Tommy. Hey, everything's okay. Yeah, he's hey. trying to diffuse it a little bit. Right. Yeah. And he says, you know, hey, hey, listen, I, I, I'm sorry, really, I am. And and that's when Tommy says, hey, I'm sorry too. And then there's there's this like pregnant pause where everybody's silent. And that's when Billy says, now go home and get your fucking shine box. Yeah, I love that line. So do I. Frank Vincent plays Billy Bats, and he's fantastic. He's phenomenal. Billy is an awesome dude. Yeah. Like, I love his character, and he's hardly in the movie. Yep. But, like, it's such a pivotal part of the movie. Oh, absolutely. Everything turns on him. Yeah. So, Tommy wants to come at him now, and everyone's holding everybody back, you know. Stop. Calm down. Come on. Um, And Tommy leaves, and when the bar's closing down, it's just uh, Jimmy and Henry there, and Mm -hmm. Billy's in there still. Right. And Tommy comes through the door, and it, it's we see all the way down the length of the bar. We're up close on Billy, and yep. you can see the entrance down at the far end. Right. And you see Tommy walk in and just come up to him, man. Uh, it's pretty scary, because mm-hmm. you know something's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. This is not going to end well. Nope. And then they proceed to beat the shit out of him. They beat him almost to death. Almost to death. Right. I thought he was dead. So did they. Yeah, they did. Because <laughs> <laughs> they go to Tommy's mother's house. <laughs> And get like a whole meal. They're there to get shovels, and yeah. and his mom, Tommy's mom, wakes up when they're sneaking in, and um, they're like, "Oh God, here we go!" And she, but she wants to cook them a full Italian dinner. Oh, she at hasn't 3 seen them in ages. Exactly. You know? Yes. Oh, Henry's here. Oh, uh-huh. come on, I'll cook something. You know, <laughs> she's making meatballs at midnight, dude. <laughs> it's, and you know, like, and we get the dinner scene, which is just excellent. You know, like, because it's the three of them with with the old lady with uh with Mama Devito there, yeah. and uh, and she's like holding court. Mm-hmm. Um, she she's talking to everybody, and uh, she's showing her paintings that she's done. Yeah. Um, and apparently the the guy in the painting looks a little like Billy Bats, yeah. which makes everybody crack up. You know, except Henry. Except Henry. Henry's he, kind he's, of in yeah. shock from all this. Yeah, he, some... he's not enjoying himself. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't think he has. He's been involved in this stuff before. Oh yeah, but I, maybe he just wasn't prepared for that to happen. Right. They, maybe they didn't tell him it was going to happen. I guess. Right. Oh yeah, because he yeah exactly he's he's not privy to anything. Mm-hmm. And that's actually uh, Catherine Scorsese, Martin's mother. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the wise guys is also his dad too. Yep. I can't remember who it is. Yeah. Um. He, he's the guy who plays Vito, the one who Polly doesn't want him to put too many onions in the sauce. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, yep. that, that's that's Father Scorsese. <laughs> Don't do too many I love that. Henry's like, he puts too much onions in the sauce, but it's still a good sauce. But it's still a very good sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, um, speaking of the wise guys, like, there's just that scene when he's introducing all the wise guys. It's yeah. The camera just goes through the whole bar. Oh, man, that, I love It's it. about a, a three-minute shot of yeah. the camera just panning to everybody in this bar. Every time the camera goes up by the guy he's talking, he's like, hey, how you doing? Right, you know, like, I know. They yeah. address the camera. He's staying out of trouble. I took care of that thing for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just... I'm going to get the papers. Get the papers. Yeah. Tommy two times yes. or whatever his name yes. is. 
because <laughs> he says everything kind of. It's great. When he when he introduces Frankie Carbone, uh-huh. uh, he answers in Italian because he just yeah. speaks Italian throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Um, and that dude played was in Godfather Two. Yes. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. He was Janko Abandando. And um, which is always like like something I'm just like every time I see it I'm just like oh man God this guy was in like the 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 two movies that are huge classics and and that far apart and I I, I love his hair yeah I love <laughs> it's that a hair weird hairdo I, I don't I don't know what it is it's it's, it's just, like it's it's definitely um, it's a very very thick yes like afro almost right right it's a perfect perm and I think it's natural <laughs> I, I it's got to be I mean. Every time you see that dude, <laughs> he looks like that. I know. And he's such a cool character because he's he's not even really a big character in the movie, but he is around. Yeah, he's always like, one of their guys. Yeah. Like when Tommy goes and kills Stax, yes. uh, you know, Frankie Carbone is with him. Yep. And he has to get the coffee to go. <laughs> right. He's kind of just like, he's kind of an idiot almost. Yeah, he's like, kind of a bumbling guy. Yeah. yeah. And Tommy's like, I was joking. Right. And he's like, oh, he's trying to put the French press down somewhere, you know. <laughs> And I love at, at Karen and, and Henry's wedding when they're showing like a, b- a bunch of stuff like people just kind of enjoying themselves. And Frankie is speaking Italian to Maury. He says, "Hey Maury," you know, and yeah. he starts. And I'm like, "Why? Why would he do that?" Because Maury's not going to understand it. More, he's not Italian, is he? Maury? No, Maury is Jewish. Okay, yeah. I mean, he looks Jewish and he has a Jewish name, right? Exactly. But you never know. So who knows? Yeah, you never know. I mean, Jimmy's half. Irish too, right? Uh, Jimmy is full Irish. Oh, he's full Irish. Yes. Okay, yeah. And t- and Henry is Henry's half, half Irish. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, when Tommy gets made, mm-hmm. for people out there who don't know, being made is like a big deal. Yep. You're like going to be a boss. You're like trusted in in the organization. Right. Uh, it's, it's you're a officially thing. in this family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big freaking deal. Yep. Uh, being made, and you got to be full blooded Italian. Yep. So they can track your history, yep. family history back to Italy. Right. And it also means that you're never getting out. There's no retirement. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's permanent, like, dude. You, you are a wise guy for life. Mm-hmm. And because Tommy had killed Billy Bats, who was a made man, yep. uh, without permission mm-hmm. from any of the bosses, right. and Tommy wasn't made, right. he's just a gangster. Yep. He, he's not a big deal. He's an associate. Yeah. So doing something like that to a made man is not allowed. Right. And they eventually... Are gonna make Tommy, but it's all a bru- all a big ruse. Right. Uh, they get him into the room and they shoot him in the back of the head. Yeah. Uh, it's a great scene because you don't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Did first you? I, no, I did not see it. Coming. I mean, once you know it happens, you know it's coming. But of course. right away, first time, no, you're like, oh great, Tommy's getting made, man. This is cool. <laughs> that guy's a fucking asshole, but this is cool, man, because you love these guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then. He gets shot right in the back of the head. No! Oh, no! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Famous last words. Yeah. Um, and they, they did it in the head, the face, so he couldn't have an open casket funeral. That is really cruel. Yeah. Because we, we've met his mother. What a sweet lady. What a sweet lady, man. You know, and Frankie Sharp and uh, Father Scorsese take <laughs> yeah. him out, you know. <laughs> a... Is it Frankie Sharp Sharp Records? Yeah, it okay. is. It's Tootie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought his name was Tony. It's Tootie? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Tommy thinking he's going to get made. It's it's one of the saddest scenes in the movie, but it also shows kind of how unself-aware Tommy is. Yeah. Um it's it's the thing about like how in life if if you know that you've done something unforgivable. Like and and in this world we we know that killing a like even putting your hands on a made guy is right. uh, that's a hanging error. Mm-hmm. You know. And yet you get this phone call and immediately you don't know that 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 the jig is up. Like, why wasn't he on a plane, you know, to South America right then? Like, if it, did he really believe that they were going to make him after he did what he did to Billy Bats? Yeah, he's totally oblivious because, right. you know, doing something like that to a man as important as Billy Bats is, right. uh, people are going to know. Of course, no, they're going to find yeah, out. Everybody knows. Yep. It's not a secret, dude. No, no. Yeah, so, so you're right. Yeah, he's just totally oblivious to everything. And right. He thinks the world revolves around him. Oh, man. absolutely. He 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 has no he has no conscience. He has, he he's totally ruthless. And you know, like when when he's when when it, when, it, when the word comes down from Polly that, that Tommy's getting made, he he doesn't just. I mean, he he goes into Henry's you know place, and he and Jimmy and Henry are just like, wow. And he's just standing there like, we got him now. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, you you have to know right then something's up. I don't know, man. It's it's tough. Dude, it's I know. Good and. Like we've been saying, like this, the world is 
it's so dangerous, you know? Mm-hmm. And they get into it from that point kind of going forward yeah. ap- after, like, the Latanza heist and all that stuff. <laughs> right. Like, when everyone starts getting whacked. Yeah. Like, you never know what's going to happen. Like, right. Uh, Henry even says in his voiceover that... Uh, your assassins come with smiles, you know. Right. Yes. They're, they're not. They're not going to be hunting you down. Right. They're your friends, and mm-hmm. they're going to have dinner with you. Yep. Joke with you, smoke with you, right. and then kill you. Yep. That's how it's going to happen. That there's so much wisdom, gangland wisdom in that. You yeah. Know? Like, because I mean, and it's later in the movie too when when the cops get him. You know, when they when the cops bust Henry, and he's like, the cops like, move, don't move your fucking, you know, you mm-hmm. just like really kind of going off. He and Henry says, right then I knew it was cops. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't know to turn around. Yep. Because a wise guy would never do that. Yep. He'd be dead. Exactly. Um, yep. He and, wouldn't have even known it was coming. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I mean, yep. yeah, it, just like Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jimmy taking everybody out after the Lufthansa hit mm-hmm. uh, heist. You know, we, we see Frankie Carbone in the meat freezer. Uh, yep. We see Frenchie in the trash compactor. Yep. Johnny Roast Beef in his, yep. in his pink Cadillac. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, I that's a too. great shot. Yeah, because it starts with the children at like playing in the basketball court or something. Right, and they, right. They're walking towards the camera, and uh, the camera it cuts to the pink Cadillac. Yep. And you're like, oh, the car's there, and the camera like cranes up, and then you see them there with their their throat slit. Yeah. And it's it's like, what's going on here now? <laughs> and and Layla is playing the whole time. Yeah, the p- the piano sequence from Layla. Yep. Yeah. And first time I saw this, I didn't see that coming. I, di- I didn't see Jimmy taking everybody out. I thought Johnny yeah. Roast Beef was going to get it mm-hmm. um, because of the, the confrontation in Henry's bar uh, where where it's it's actually my f- personal favorite Jimmy Conway moment okay. um, is when he is yelling at Johnny Roast Beef uh, for the Cadillac. Uh-huh. And he's he's telling him, you know, like and, – and because he, he's, he's going off on him. He's like uh-huh. – he, at first he's just going, Johnny – what, what, what were you thinking? He's uh-huh. kind of calm about it. Yeah. And because Johnny isn't immediately saying, I'm sorry, I'm going to take this car back, that's right. when Jimmy's getting more and more agitated. He keeps trying to reassure him. Yes. He's like, it's in my mother's name. It's in my name. mother's name. Yeah. And, and at one point, it is over, and then like you hear Johnny just very quietly, it's in my mother's name. <laughs> and, and Jimmy turns around and goes, what? What'd you say? <laughs> you being a fucking wise guy with me? <laughs> and, then, and then Carbone walks oh, in the door with his man. girl with the mink, $10,000 mink. mink coat. <laughs> It's like, take it back, take it back. Take it back, get it out of here. And Frankie's just like, all right. <laughs> I know. He, yeah, exactly. He immediately turns yep. around yep. with his wife or yeah. whoever the hell it is, and right. he's like, we're going. It's, his, it's definitely <laughs> his wife, because I think she was one of the people who was like giving Karen a manicure at okay, that stupid yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Let's talk about Karen a little bit. Yeah. She's a great character. She sure is. Um, I love how she comes into this world, like, she's willing to do it, because like we said, mm-hmm. the, the violence and, you know, Cruelty kind of is turning her on. Oh, yeah. She's attracted to it. Of course. Just like all these other, all the young gangsters, how they got in. You know, it's attractive. Yep. So Mm -hmm. she gets sucked in, and it's it's a whole other universe to her, like you already (laughs) kind of touched on. Right. And the the scene when she's meeting all the wives and, like, getting their nails done and hair, she's like, everyone looks the same. They're wearing (laughs) tacky clothes and too much makeup. And... Like, Karen really doesn't fit there. Right. And she kind of, over the course of the movie, kind of molds into that. Yeah. You know? She becomes a, a gangster's yeah. wife. Yeah. And she, she looks the part. Yep. I would say she looks better than the rest of them. Yeah. But, she's she's, uh, she's yeah. still putting herself together all right. Right. But right. The, the, they're wearing, like, track suits. And <laughs> it's all it's, double it's knits. It's pretty gross. <laughs> that it, that, I mean, and they're all talking about who's doing what and gossiping oh, yeah, and like, spanking oh, their kids yep. and, and you know and the one lady's talking about like how she was like you know, oh i and then he came on to me that the butcher came on to her but yeah. i would never tell Vito because he'd kill him oh yeah he'd kill him and she knows right. he'd kill him like, <laughs> <laughs> and i think her face is covered in some blue goop at the time and oh yeah like half of it's story. got blue goop yeah. on it <laughs> and i think someone's like filing her toenails yeah yeah <laughs> like, it's <just> like, <laughs> I, I that's got to be such a weird thing to go into. Oh yeah, like it's just it's a strange universe. Mm-hmm. Like she can like we've met her other mm-hmm. friend, and we already know Karen comes from this other part of New York. Yeah, it looks like s- the suburbs. You know, right? It's it's some uh, probably Long Island suburb. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's totally alien to her. Right. Uh, but again, she's so attracted to it that she changes <laughs> and becomes one of these women. <laughs> um, I guess I. 
when you first watch the movie, like I don't know what you would expect. Like if she would just keep going with that, or or if she would try to get out or not. It's tough. I mean, yeah. I, I I think that when her when her big change happens is when because when when they first get together, it's because Tommy wants to go on a date with this Jewish girl. From right. The I'm five trying towns. to bang this chick. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to bang this broad. You want to help yeah. me out? <laughs> um, and he like he's going to go on a double date and Henry has to be Karen's going to be Henry's date. Right. And Henry's being a jerk at the table. He's he's like looking at his right. watch. He wants to go. He didn't want to go to the date anyways. Right. So he has to meet Tootie. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's like, he very, like, he's got Karen by the arm and he's escorting her back to her house and uh-huh. he's being very kind of businesslike about it. And then we cut to like the second date where Henry's uh-huh. supposed to be there. He's not there. Karen's crying at the table mm-hmm. and, and Tommy's trying to console her in, in his way, you know? Yeah. Nice try though. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> And then they're at the cab stand. Tommy's car pulls up, like screeches in, and Karen gets out of the car and starts giving Henry what for. Right in front of the guys. Right in front of the guys. And they love it. The guys are having a blast. Yep. They're just like, like Whoa, oh, Henry. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Henry is like smiling, like, no, come on. Yeah, like, exactly. Right. <laughs> like, I forgot. I thought it was next week. Yeah, it's total was... bullshit. Exactly. He's, he's just... like, oh, man, this chick called me out. Totally, man. right. And he's like, into it. Yeah. He's like, no, no one's ever done this. Yep, yep. Who does this? He's turned on. He's attracted to right. it. Right. And then he's like, "Let me. T- we'll go out. We'll go out." Mm-hmm. He's like trying to grab her arm and stuff, and she's like, "No. <laughs> yep. No, I hate you. Like, I'll think about it." And yeah. she's like smiling uh-huh. while she's trying to get away. Oh, and she's into it. That's a good scene. It's, it's dude. a very good scene. What do then, you think you are, Frankie yeah. Valley? <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to like one of the greatest shots in the movie, like their next date. It's oh yeah, just the two of them going to the Copacabana. Yep. And it's the steady cam shot where they walk through the kitchen and in into the the club. Yep, it's so cool, man. About ten minutes long. It's a it's a whole it's a whole mag. Yeah, and <laughs> they fucking just go through the kitchen. He's slipping money to everybody. Uh-huh. He knows everybody's name. Yep, everybody knows Henry. They get him a table. They pull an extra table out and carry it to the front of the stage and set him down. Amazing. And, uh, and uh, Karen's just like, what the hell is going uh-huh. on? This is like a, a magical world here. Yeah. What's happening? She's so enticed by it, man. Um, and Henry's yeah. being very sweet. The, like, and, Oh, he is. He's being. He's courting her, and he's, yeah. being, he's being as gentlemanly as possible. Yeah, he's actually he's actually wanting to be with her now. Of course, right? Uh huh. Because he really loves her. Yeah, and he, he's falling in love, and you know he's he's he doesn't know he doesn't know a scumbag doesn't know he's a scumbag. Right. You know, so <laughs> it's just <laughs> and and her her like Henry's it's the the voiceover is from Henry and from Karen, and throughout this portion of the movie, it's it's Karen doing the voiceover, mm-hmm. and she's talking about like um, they're kind of showing a montage of all their dates and stuff. And you have the first one at the Copacabana where Henny Youngman is, um, you know, like, right. like giving his thing. And then um, one night they're they're doing the same thing with, at Bobby Vinton. And she says, uh, one night uh, Bobby Vinton sent us champagne. Uh-huh. And he's like singing from the stage and he's like, he like acknowledges Henry while yep. he's singing. Yep. And she's like, it was really amazing. I bet it was. It is, dude. That's, you know? I want I want those to be my dates. Dude. Absolutely, That's what man. I want to do. Exactly. Yeah. No doubt. And she even says she's like kind of, you know, suspicious. Like, how does he have this kind of clout? How does a twenty-one-year-old yeah. kid know that have this yeah. kind of yeah and that kind of money? He's like, she's like, what do you do again? He's like, am I, I'm in construction. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Not a lie, but not the truth either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She does find out. Um, she finds out real quick. Oh, yeah. It's, well, it's, 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 it's overnight. It's the scene in the driveways when yep. she really finds out, and that's like a week later or something maybe? Yeah. It's not much later. Well, it's after the dating montage, so it's yeah. probably like, what, 12 dates in? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Like They've been going out for a couple months right. maybe, mm-hmm. and she calls him crying, and then that happens, yep. and that's... She probably caught glimpses or had suspicions, sure. you know. Uh, I mean, of course, he's he's hanging out with these wise guys at the yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, all the all the wise guys like send them he champagne. Doesn't, at one he's never at working. Henny I mean, he's, yeah. yeah, like yeah, she's got to know, right? I mean, especially when you're living in New York City in that time. Of course, like, you know that's what's going on, dude. You smell it right on the first date. Yep. Yep. She already met Tommy too. Oh, dude! <laughs> you know Tommy's not. Dude, I would, I would have. If I was Karen, I'd be like, "You gotta stop, my friend. You cannot date Tommy DeVito." You, exactly. Exactly. Leave that guy alone. Yes, and stay away from that damn cab stand where all <laughs> yeah, the other dude. dudes are. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> what a great friend you are, Karen. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and. Can we talk, I guess we'll have to, I guess before we get into the, the, the big sequence of the film, um, I just want to say that like a bust out 
is probably one of the cruelest things that gangsters do. A bust out. What? What? It's when you uh, like somebody has a business. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you become their partner. Yep. Yep. And then it happens to uh, to to the guy to Sonny, who is yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the proprietor of the club that that of the the funny house scene. Uh huh. Um, I, it, this happened in The Sopranos as well to somebody. And what it is is basically you 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 um like you're tired of the gangsters kind of like you know doing whatever they're doing, and so you go to the local boss and he becomes your business partner. Right. But now um. So now he and you, anytime there's a problem with Tommy, if he's if he's causing a ruckus or whatever, you can just go to Paulie and say, "Hey, take care of Tommy." Right. But uh, there comes with a price, and the price is that the the gangsters are now like kind of in charge, and they're just running the place. Right. And all your merchandise is just being taken right out the back door and sold on the street for pennies, and um, you know they just eat through the whole place. Yep. You know, they bleed you dry. Exactly. And then when when you're out of money, yep, burn it to the ground, yep. man. Yep. Yeah, that that's pretty cruel. It is. It really yeah. is. And and. It sucks because this man is coming to you to, to with your, your trust, yes. you know, and you know you're going to help him out, sure. but you're also going to help yourself. <laughs> right. And that's the main thing. It's the instinct that a gangster has, like Paulie, to know what, I mean, he, he, he already sees what's coming, mm-hmm. and he just gets into the agreement because, you know, he knows it's going to be profitable He almost doesn't him. do it, too, though. Right. Um, oh, yeah, he's, he's, what do I know about the restaurant business? Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, Henry can run it. He's there every night, yep. you know. Yeah, exactly, right. right. <laughs> he should be a stool. Yeah, and he's yeah. <laughs> And uh he even says to Paulie like uh, Tommy is just ruining things for yes. him. Yes. Uh-huh. And Paulie says, "What do you want me to do? Kill him?" And he's like, "Might not be a bad idea." Wrong answer, dude. Yeah, and Paulie, oh, these dead eyes <laughs> Paul Sorvino, man. Welcome back again, Paul I, Sorvino. Paul Sorvino is now a three-timer on yes. Dudes on Movies. He is yeah, in the Paulie. elite club. That's right. <laughs> and those dead eyes are throughout <laughs> the film, like, because he has he has a lot of scenes in the movie. He's one of the main characters, but he he doesn't have a ton of dialogue. A lot of what he does is just staring at people. Yeah. And like in the beginning of the movie, when young Henry is looking at the cab stand, mm-hmm. um, and and Henry's doing the, the narration, the guys are kind of like kind of roughhousing outside and mm-hmm. Paul Sorvino walks out with a cigar and says nothing. Yep. And they all stop. They all stop doing what they're doing. They're like, sorry, Paulie, sorry, Paulie. And, yeah. and he says, you know, Paulie might've moved slow, but that's only because Paulie didn't have to move for anybody. Yep. He doesn't have to even say anything. He's, he is in charge. Yeah. And dude, and he's a big <laughs> intimidating dude. Yes, he is. So that helps. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And, and my, and the other, the other great Paulie moment is when Henry first gets out of prison and he's having like a celebration dinner at Polly's house. Polly takes him aside into the yard and starts counseling him on how he doesn't want him selling drugs anymore. Right. He's like, when you were in prison, you had to do what you had to do. Yep. But now you're out. Don't mess with that stuff. Exactly. And he says, um, says, uh, you hear about Griff? Griff's gonna die in prison because all, of, all for saying hello to some asshole who's selling junk behind his back. Uh huh. Because I don't need that. We, we we focus on Ray Liotta's face, like looking up at him as as he's being talked to, mm-hmm. and Ray Liotta starts to rub his eye a little bit, and Paul Sorvino slaps him. Yeah, not like really hard, but it's it's definitely like Ray Liotta did not see this coming. Yeah, he or he didn't think it was going to be quite this. He has mm-hmm. genuine reaction, like oh yeah, you know, like, dude. Oh god, okay, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, it's you a, know? it's a great acting moment. It and is. <laughs> I mean, was it? I doubt it was improv. Probably but, not. But yeah. um. Yeah, and because, you know, he's rubbing his eye. It's a little tick because he's lying yes. to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, And Paulie yeah. smacks uh-huh. him right, right then. Right, Like, w- either Paulie suspects he might be lying, mm-hmm. or he's just like, listen up. Stop wiping your eye. You're yeah. not paying attention Exa- to me. Yeah, pay attention to me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's it's a, a serious good, thing. Yeah. And it's and it's really cool, too. Just uh, You kind of notice these things on, like, the, the however many views we've had of this movie is that, like, so Paulie is definitely a made guy. He's mm-hmm. a captain, yeah, and he has a bunch of other made guys in his employ, like Tootie and and the other guys, and yet he knows that Henry can never be made. But he's pulling him aside because he sees something in Henry, yeah, and he wants and he's telling he's actually talking about Jimmy and Tommy, like like you know maybe kind of steer clear of those guys, yeah, yeah. Um, even though he's come up with all of them together, he's like taking Henry and saying, you know, you're kind of not you're the future, but you know. I'm trying to impart this wisdom to you that I'm probably not doing for Jimmy and Tommy. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Tom Hagen in The Godfather. Yes, yes. You know, he's not even Italian, right? Yeah, he's not. No. So it's kind of that uh, right. dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 
He's a guy that's mm-hmm. trusted, right? You know, in right. this family, yep, a lot, yep. absolutely, uh, more so than the other people, yep, who are you know by birthright, right? Part of the exactly, family. yeah. And it's it's really an interesting moment because it's like like you know he he's I guess he's he's proved himself so well that that he's actually getting this special attention from Polly, which uh-huh. makes his betrayal even more you know awful. Yes, it is. Um, th- this is a great movie. It really we're, is. We've, we're comparing it to The Godfather. and I mean, that's how good it is. Of course. You know? Right, right. And I mean, it's hard. They're both, uh, you know, Italian mobster movies. Yeah. So, of course, you can compare them in that of course, aspect. They're about but the same world. About their, both of their greatness is comparable, you know? And I guess Goodfellas, the, the thing that sets it apart is that it's about the workaday gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whereas the Godfather saga is all the Godfather series, I should say, is all about you know like like the the top guys. Um, this is about the guys who are on the low end, who are you know out there mm-hmm. on the street doing stuff. Good point, dude. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess we can talk about the thing that is uh, May eleventh, nineteen eighty. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, uh, we we'll have to wrap up soon though. Kay. We're pushing an hour already. If this is the Goodfellas. This is the this is Goodfellas. This is Goodfellas. We're fine. This is yeah. our one year anniversary. Exactly. Folks. Let, let, yes, yes. We're we're okay. We got this. Right. <laughs> All right. So um yeah. It's justifiably referenced as one of the greatest sequences in movie history. Um and it's the, what 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 it what the whole thing is is May eleventh, nineteen eighty. It's when Henry Hill six fifty five AM. Six fifty five AM. <laughs> he gets up, he's got a lot to do that day. I love um, it. And he's going. he's going off uh, in the voiceover talking about the errands he has to run. He has to go meet his Pittsburgh connection to uh, number one, uh, like you know, get, pass them the drugs that he's dealing, and he's gonna you know also go to Jimmy's house to try to sell him some silencers that he got from his Pittsburgh connection. Uh huh. He has to then go over to one of his mistress's house, uh, played by Debbie Mazar, uh, Sandy. Um, he's and she's like gonna you know get the get the little balls of cocaine ready for him. She's got yep. a dishwasher with the stuff in there. Um, he also has to pick up his brother from the hospital, and <laughs> right. um, you know like bring him back because they're gonna and th- and he's also gonna have and him he's over start dinner. dinner. He's got to start dinner, and it's gonna take all day. So he's got to keep coming back to the house, stir the sauce and everything. Yep. And he's, he's got some veal cutlets. He's gonna make his kind of an appetizer and. <laughs> Uh, you know, so the, all this is going on. <laughs> yes, and it's all this frantic voiceover yes. uh, in like um, in montage almost, and all this music that's happening that's kind of like punctuating what's what's going uh-huh. on. So he is doing all this, and meanwhile, throughout all of his errands and everything he's doing, running all over town, there's a helicopter, uh-huh. a police helicopter that is above him everywhere he goes, and he he's he's like paranoid about it because he's doing cocaine throughout the whole thing, and. His, everybody's te- like his brother's telling him, "Oh, that's no, yeah, it's it's not, you know, uh-huh. it, 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 don't worry about that." And he, in the voiceover, says something about like he thinks maybe it's just maybe it's just the FBI breaking his balls over Lufthansa. Yeah. Um, but we find out it's not. That's not what's happening. And then even when Karen gets in the car with him at one point, yeah, uh, she's like, he's like, it's right there, he's right there. <laughs> and she's like, oh my god. Uh huh. She sees the helicopter, right. and they they even try to ditch it. They hide in yes. a, her mother's garage. They switch like, cars. Yeah, they, right. They, yep. They, and then it disappears, and they they leave, and it comes back, and they're like freaking out about it. <laughs> right. Um, and it's great, like you said, he's paranoid about it. Uh-huh. So, and we, as the viewer, don't know if he's just being paranoid or if something's actually going to happen. Right. You know. Right. Because the way the scene is made makes you think it could just be in his head, man. It of could course. just oh, be yeah, yeah. News Channel Five doing traffic. You know. I, Whatever. Yeah, exactly. You don't know either yeah. because yeah, like you said, it's it's all you know. We we see him like you know. Uh, completely frazzled by cocaine and everything, so it, this could be just a paranoid hallucination. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it, not. It's not. It definitely <laughs> isn't because it all culminates in in like when finally you think that that everything is done because now it's ten fifty five p.m. Dinner's made. It's finished. Long um, day. Long day. <laughs> um, and Henry has this girl who is his babysitter, uh, who lives on Long Island, and she has been transporting cocaine for him. Right. In the diapers of various babies. Yep. yep. And uh, she will not fly without her lucky hat. So he says, what could I do? Yeah. I had to take her to get her stupid fucking hat. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes out in the driveway. It And the thing is, it didn't really matter about the hat because the cops were there regardless. They were there anyways. So before he can pull out of the driveway, uh, that's when the cops uh, get him. Yeah. It's like you said, freeze, freeze. Yes, or freeze. Whatever. Don't you move a fucking yep. muscle, blah, blah, yeah. blah, you know. I'll blow your fucking head off, is that a real asshole cop. Yeah, and he's like, that's how I knew it was cops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and and when he's in jail, of course, he he needs to to figure out how to get out because he knows that in jail he is not safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they can have him whacked there just as easy as they can on the oh, outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
and we kind of skip to like you know he goes home and finds out that like and the whole thing of the bust when the cops come in it's it's the famous thing where Lorraine Bracco uh, like is taking the um, the cocaine and and she's got it hidden in she's got a gun and cocaine hidden in her panties yeah and she's like you know dumping it into the toilet and everything but yeah. when we when we then get to the point where Henry is now apologizing to Polly for all this mm-hmm. happening. Um, he he's go he goes to Polly's restaurant and Polly has got those dead eyes on him and he's and he's like he's so disappointed and hurt. Yep. You know he told him to stay away from drugs. Right. And he he pulled him aside. He was going to give him kind of this operation. Yeah. And you know Henry was just greedy. Yeah. And he he needs help. He yep. comes to Polly for help. Polly gives him the cash he has on him, thirty two hundred, <sighs> and Henry says. After 25 years of loyalty, I only made $3,200. $3,200. It was only worth $3,200, something like that. Yep. It's it's a great you know exclamation mark on, on this scene. It is. Uh, Paulie's like, I love you, but I can't believe you did this to me, so fuck you. Now i got to turn my back on you. Yeah. Now, yep. yep. Put, you're, you're done. Yep. Yep. You're out of here. <sighs> and uh, that's when, I, I didn't mention it in the synopsis, but the whole point of the, the kind of coda of the story is that Henry becomes a government informant. He and rats. He rats. You know, criminals and civilians hate rats for a reason. It's so cowardly to, like, roll over on somebody else because yeah. you can't face the consequences of your own actions. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just so absolutely yellow and and just the worst thing you can possibly do right you don't want to stab your friends in the back but like i said earlier the reason he's doing it is to save his children's lives basically because he does have those responsibilities right because Mm -hmm. i mean he just got one of the most dangerous people in the city Uh on the wrong side that's right you know and after everything that's happened he's just like you said earlier a pube away from Call back to the last episode right. from going to prison himself. Yep. So what's he going to do? He's going to whack him, and uh-huh. he might even take out his family. That's right. So I can see why he wants to rat. Because earlier in the movie, he doesn't rat when he's a kid, you know? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and and, and yeah. everyone praises him for it. That's you know? right. So Henry's not a rat, right. but when he's pushed this far, yep. that's the, his only out. It is his only out. It's, it's, it's either... Prison where you're definitely going to be whacked, you know, by, by yeah. somebody else, maybe. Uh, I mean, prison's dangerous. Yeah. Um, and, you know, bo- or, yeah, this, which is, uh, God, it's awful. It sucks. And before we go to the very, very end. Yeah. Um, when uh, Karen is dumping the coke down the toilet and stuff, uh-huh. Henry gets out of prison on bail or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he comes to find a s- secret stash that she had dumped. Yeah, and, and they get in a fight over it. Right, and Henry starts like crying his eyes out, like I'm fucked now. Yeah, like that was the only money I could get. Yes, like, that's right. That was the only way I could have money, and uh, he's like hunkered down in the corner, right. like covering his head, crying. Mm-hmm. And Karen is even crying too, and she's consoling him and stuff, even right. though they were just arguing. Yep. Um, this scene really shows like their solidarity. Like that's true. After after this shit, right? And all they've been through their whole lives, like. Just mm-hmm. the cruelty and of course. cheating and all that. Like they're still a team, you know. I know. Like they're still a married couple that yeah. loves each other. I love that scene because she's just in the corner hugging him, balled up on the floor. Right. It really shows their relationship. Uh, it it really rounds it out. Mm-hmm. I love it. And what you said about like having having it be Henry's kind of only option is like after the the when we kind of fade into. Um, like Karen is now asleep on his chest and he is lying there wide awake with a gun, like constantly looking out the window, making sure, you know, because he's now like either the Pittsburgh drug people are going to get him uh-huh. or, you know, word of his arrest has gotten back to Pauly. Uh, so he's on all sides. His only out, like you said, yeah. is this other thing, is the FBI. And so he goes into witness protection. Mm-hmm. Jimmy and Pauly get arrested. Yep. And he lives the rest of his life like a schnook. (laughs) The famous last words of the movie. (laughs) It's a great way. He got egg noodles and ketchup. Yeah. Um, Oh, man. And you talk about a character who has learned nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, He wants to go back. He all he cares about is that he dies. He's not a gangster anymore. Yeah. He has to like wait in line like everybody else. Yeah. He lives in this cookie cutter home. Yep. With a green lawn and a white picket fence and a mailman. He hates it. Yeah. He doesn't want that. I don't be, want that. I don't I mean, want either. I don't want to be Mike Smith in, 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 <laughs> right. in Iowa. I mean, that's, that's yeah, that's terrible. Dude, it, it sucks. 
And um, <laughs> Henry's talking to the camera, yep. like looking at the camera. And it cuts to a little thing of Tommy DeVito shooting right at the camera. Yeah. And then it cuts back to Henry as he walks in the house. Right. What What is with that? Well, um, I, I, I take it to mean something about how, like, Henry, even though he's in witness protection, he's still kind of on the run. Okay. So he still has to look over his shoulder okay. at all times. And there's always going to be some dangerous gangster right. wanting to get him. I mean, the, the only reason he's not dead right now is probably because he's so... He's so visible. Uh-huh. Like, like if the, the, the mafia doesn't want to go to prison, um, so they're not going to kill Henry Hill. Right. And getting, getting his life story told was probably the best movie he could make, too, after, you know, becoming a rat. Well, yeah, now someone... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No one's going to go kill Henry Hill now. Probably not. Hank Hill himself. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yep. Arlen's Hank, Henry Hill. His um, son's name is Bobby, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but that's, Man. that's good, fellas. Uh, anything else you want to touch on? Um, I guess we could just, like, talk a little bit about the soundtrack. Um, uh, uh, classic soundtrack. Because it's a classic soundtrack. You mentioned Layla already. It's the perfect music for that, 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 uh, mm-hmm. Lufthansa death montage. Mm-hmm. Um, Sid Vicious at the end, uh, singing Frank Sinatra's My Way. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Cream. Of course. Sunshine of Your Love. Of course. Excellent. Really great. Uh, all throughout the movie, like Martin Scorsese was the first filmmaker in America to use popular music as a soundtrack. Uh-huh. And, you know, he does it better than everybody who does it now is just copying Martin Scorsese, which even if they do it well. And like when you talk about his movies, mm-hmm. you remember the music. Of course. Like in The Departed. Yeah. Everyone knows the Dropkick Murphy song. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. you hear that song on the radio or anything. And you think of the departed. I know. Like I know. That's how good he uses these songs. It becomes his thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's when you hear "Give Me Shelter," like you immediately think of Martin Scorsese. Exactly. You know, you can't help it. He's he's a genius. Yep, he sure is. He's great. And that scene with Cream, it's a slow zoom into Jimmy's face at the bar when he starts to get the idea to <laughs> yeah. whack Maury. Yeah, that's it, it's right. so great. Yeah, it's, it's like a thirty second zoom with yeah, dude. Oh, and Jimmy's just smiling there, like oh. Uh, I should kill I this should guy. I should kill Maury. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. This movie is so cool. It has so much style. Uh-huh. The editing, the freeze frames. Yeah. Everything about this is phenomenal. It's generally thought of as the, the greatest movie of the 1990s, and it's hard to argue because it's, uh, yeah, it really, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's awesome. It's tough. And we've talked about great voiceovers. Of course. Uh, train spotting, A Clockwork Orange. Yep. This goes right up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is up and there I with love, the best. It's a dual voiceover I know. for some of the movie yeah. with Karen and Henry. Yep. Very awesome. It's cool. And it's even got, an, I mean, it's t- technically uh, like an unreliable narrator in, in Henry Hill. Yeah. You know, it's it's somewhat anyway. Um, but yeah, it, and I, that's, wow, what a movie. So would you recommend it? Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, if, if, honestly, like Goodfellas is... Like one of these movies that, that I I've, I actually have never run into somebody who hasn't seen it. Now that I think about it, almost I mean, I, I, I can't. I think have of it. you but, have okay yeah. But really, if someone watches movies, mm-hmm. generally they've seen this movie. Yeah, if someone is a movie fan, they've yeah. seen it. Right. Yeah, and not even just like people who get deep in this shit. You right. know, like film experts and yeah. stuff. Casual moviegoers, of course, know this movie. And and it can bridge that gap too. I mean, like like casual moviegoers who who maybe who don't care for like you know, uh, Fellini. They they, right, they, they yeah. still like Goodfellas. Yeah, dude. you know they like Goodfellas as much as they like Transformers. Exactly. You know? yeah. So yeah, it's amazing. It's it a is. great movie. Yeah, I'd recommend it too. <laughs> Good. Def- nice. It's like it's one of my top ten movies probably. Yep, I, I love this movie. Yep. It's so good. Um. Yeah. So that's it then, right? Uh huh. I believe so. All right. We're gonna cut it. We're calling it right now. <laughs> All right. If you like what you heard. Please subscribe to the show in iTunes, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. Mm-hmm. And dudes don't just have to be boys. They can be oh, girls. Of course not. No, dude is a, is, is dude a, is a non-gen. All, yeah. It's a uni, unisex term. Yeah. So become a dude. Yes. Listen to the dudes and share the dudes. Uh, you can find us in any podcatcher, not just iTunes. And go to dudesonmovies.com, and you can find everything you need right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we were also on Facebook, uh, we have, and we, we're on Twitter as well. Uh, just look for Dudes on Movies on either of those platforms, and you'll find us. And we have an email address, uh, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And like we said, this is our one-year anniversary That's show. Right. I can't believe we've done this. Every week, this is episode 53, <laughs> we've done 
53 weeks of this crap. That's right. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. I can't believe it's been a, an entire year already. I mean, because it's, yeah, it's this is amazing. It's blown by. Yep. And we'll talk about it. We're going to do a bonus episode, folks. Yep. So after this, a couple days after this episode drops, we're going to drop our bonus episode, which is uh, retrospective on the prior year. It's right. Just, you know, it's just going to be us rubbing our own cocks. <laughs> You know, about talking about the show and stuff. You know, exactly. It's it, we're just jerking ourselves off because we're proud of what we've done. I don't know about you. I am proud about oh, it. Of so course. I'm, I'm, I'm deeply proud. So of we're just going to talk yeah. about the last year and go, you know, just talk about it. Yep. Talk about some of the, our favorite stuff. Maybe give some some inside tidbits on the show and stuff. Right. But we just we just want to discuss it. And we thought we'd share it with you. That's right. Stay tuned next week after the bonus episode. When we'll be doing 1991's Cape Fear, directed by Martin Scorsese and starring mm-hmm. Robert De Niro. Season premiere. Yep, and we're going to be doing a unit on, on what is it? What's the theme? Um, the unit is on, uh, like, auteurs who made m- movies that were not personal to them as, like, studio, that they were kind of controlled by the studio. Right, like this. Uh, Scorsese did Goodfellas. Very personal film. Absolutely. He did Cape Fear. Right. Which was not really too personal. Really. No, it so, was not. Uh, we'll get into that when we do the episode. So uh, thanks for listening to Dudes on Movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.